what up? Welcome back to the Brick House Podcast, your home, your favorite music podcast. I'm Andrew Pissarro, joined as always by my best friend, my favorite musical savant, the King of Queens. Well, I can't. I don't think we can say that, but uh, the Lord of Dogtown, Long Eastern Island. Queens. <laughs> yeah, the Lord of Long Island, uh, Joseph Brennan, the one and only. How we doing today, brother? We got the whole crew back again. She's Casey Here. Dilla out there in in Brooklyn. We got Tom Esposito. Also from Brooklyn. What's up, everybody? How we doing? We're recording on a Saturday, which we never do. So how's everybody doing today? Doing fine and dandy. Not hungover at all. Nope. I was no. a good boy. Also Stayed in hungover. last night. Woke up at 7 a.m. Are you serious? Liverpool weren't even on at 7 in the morning. What What do you have to do at 7 in the morning on a Saturday? Gotta watch the morning news, man. I hit 30. My internal clock is just like, you're getting up at 7. You got to get up. You have to go pee a couple times in the middle of the night. Yeah, too. you go up to pee. You get up at 7. You got to take your 7 a.m. shit. Just wait for that AARP card to come in the mail. Change your diaper, Casey. <laughs> Looking at you. Not yet. Not yet. I One still got a uh, yeah, year and a half. First off, I want to say happy belated Groundhog Day. Happy Black History Month. Happy Lunar New Year to all you celebrating uh, Lunar New Year. Year. Heard we're getting six more weeks of uh, bleak and frigid winter, so fuck my life. The most important thing that happened on Groundhog's Day was that we have the Washington Commanders now, so that was the real important day. How do you feel about that news? The Washington Commies for short. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't think that through. Um, it's, it's a name. It's a name. They're red also. It's still better than the Wizards. It's, a, it's, it's not the worst name in Washington. It, it is better than the Wizards. It's dangerous. It's true. Uh, <laughs> so is our commander in chief. I don't care. I don't care. Um, it works. The new logo looks cool. Like it's a logo that you could actually see someone get tattooed on them and be like, "Oh, that looks kind of cool." We got the logo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're good. We're covered. They could have done a way better job. I don't want. I want to buy merch, but I also don't want to support Dan Snyder. I'm more upset about the results of the groundhogging than the Washington Commanders. Even though uh, this is an imposter Puxatawney Phil because Bill de Blasio killed the original one. Rest in peace. Well, Staten Island has their own different one, like Staten Island Stew or something. Chuck. Yeah, also Punxsutawney Chuck, Phil yeah. is in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I know, but that's the that's the real OG. Yeah. He knows the whole... De Blasio went to Pennsylvania to murder Punxsutawney Phil, is what you're saying? How? He dropped him. And he, and he died? Yeah, you ever see, uh, you ever see like, like WrestleMania? Next... Like, he pile-drived the fuck out of, of Staten Island Stew. <laughs> I did not know this. this I'm just laughing at Joe's description. It makes it sound like it came from the top rope. He also <laughs> refuses to acknowledge his actual uh, name. How high did he drop the groundhog from that it died? Uh, arm. You've seen De Blasio. He's pretty high. They're pretty not high too, enough. So imagine yeah. that thing. Also, like catch us on episode 12 where Andrew tattoos the Washington Commanders on his ass. Nah, I'd probably do it some someplace that Forehead? everyone sees. I don't moon enough people your nose? to put, do it on my ass. You know, I, I don't, there's not enough. There's not enough of a dump truck out there to back there to, sh- to show it off. But <laughs> what about all those bare ass parties you go to? Yes, it's it, it's ever. <laughs> I'm not even gonna finish that. <laughs> that I'm gonna try. Uh, all right, let's kick things off. Top of the queue. What's everyone been listening to? Oh boy, I got some new tunes here. Um, I've been listening to. We got a new single from Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fever, that dropped this week, The Way It Shatters. I have been listening to Japanese Breakfast cover of Yoko Ono's Nobody Sees Me Like You Do, and also New Animal Collective this week, uh, Strung With Everything. Joe, what do you got? 
Uh, I've been listening to the 2021 Yazmataz playlist. That is the best of jazz, yaz, and other worldly uh, sounds from last year. Uh, and also upon uh, researching what came out last year, I found this artist called Karen Paris. That's P-E-R-I-S. Uh, she had an album called A Song Is Way Above the Lawn. And it's this beautiful, like, uh, if Bjork sang normal sounding, like easy listening, interesting jazz music. It's really good shit. Okay. No doubt. How about you, Casey? You know, in my research for the uh, the love song draft that we're having later on, I I was doing a lot of diving into the Beatles, and I'm not sure if we talked about Get Back at all, but I don't know. I feel like we should carve out a whole episode for the Beatles and all that and address that because that, even though it's a 10-hour event, it's a lot to unpack. It's pretty lit, and I think uh, it deserves it. So I'm just shouting out the Beatles this time around. And by the way, my favorite Beatles song is Yellow Submarine, and a lot of people give it shit, and I don't know why, because we all live in a Yellow Submarine. Uh, did you know that there's a soccer club in in Spain that wears all yellow, and they call themselves the Yellow Submarine because of that Beatles That's song? Me. Yeah, Villarreal. There They're you go. Liverpool, you ever hear the conspiracy uh, that that song's actually about a yellow dildo? No. A yellow what? No. What have you been listening to, Andrew? Uh, okay, so I had a weird, crazy week at work. So I went for some uh, stress-free dad jams, <laughs> and I was kind of bouncing around between um, Steely Dan, yes, cool, Almond Brothers, nice. And I, I have officially decided that in 2022, I will be purchasing tickets to see Dead and Company because at four in the morning last night when I got home from the bar. I was listening to A Friend of the Devil by The Grateful Dead and just having a grand old time making peanut butter pancakes. Banana pancakes. I am fully embracing it. I'm becoming a deadhead. I'm, I'm wearing a bleach tie-dye slash t-shirt for Sublime today, but yeah, I don't know. I, I fi- It finally is, is continuing to click my uh, journey into becoming a deadhead. It was a very, you know, I was trying to keep the mood light and just relaxed and I don't know. I want to go on a crazy long road trip and just throw on some Almond Brothers, some Steely Dan, and, and some Grateful Dead right now. That's kind of where my mental state is at. Wasn't that your New Year's resolution two New Year's ago? It was my goal for the summer when we finished the season before last. I think it was the end of season yeah. four was to get more into the Grateful Dead and get more into Cameron. And I very much got more into Cameron, and now we're catching, playing catch up and getting more into the dead but yeah i also now i feel i feel like i've hit that point where i could buy the lithuania 1992 grateful dead t-shirt and not be like a fucking poser fucking poser that's the goal that's That's the the goal goal in life you know is to not look like a fucking poser wearing my grateful dead merch speaking of that 1992 lithuania team hall of fames are in the news uh nope not the sports ones because fuck the baseball hall of fame that that whole debacle was a fucking disaster also we're not gonna have baseball this year so a lot of sports talk on this podcast on a free Barry. saturday morning but the rock and roll hall of fame list has been released or these are the nominations we got a lot here we'll start with they're not really a rock and roll group but they deserve to be there and it's a tribe called quest we got beck we got pat benatar judas priest eminem duran duran deco devo, devo. okay i was gonna say yeah 
Deco is a was a really good soccer player. Lionel Richie, MC5, New York Dolls, Rage Against the Machine. Shout out DJ Pauly D. Pauly D. DJ Pauly D. Um, also, uh, who wants to spend two hundred fifty dollars to go see Rage Against the Machine at the Garden with me? Someone, please go because I will spend all the money to see their full lineup. Because somehow Zach Delarocco got taken off the FBI's most wanted list. Spending two fifty on Rage Against the Machine sounds like the opposite of like everything they stand for. Like, <laughs> sounds like you're raging with yeah, the I mean, machine. Yeah, if you at think they were really doing what the they machine. would believe in, they would be playing Central Park for free instead of the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, where the whole thing is going to be. Ex- brought to you brought by, by Ticketmaster Ticket Citibank. Joe, what is this next That's one? That's uh, Fela Kuti. He's a Nigerian like guitarist, saxophone, okay. amazing musician. Uh, Eurythmics? The Eurythmics, you know? Sweet dreams are made of these. They're not Hall of Fame worthy. That's the only song I know about them. Basically, none of these are Hall of Fame worthy. Right, well, Dolly Parton is belongs in the country music. Yes, like the country yes. music Hall of Fame could be called the Dolly Parton Country Music Hall of Fame. Yes. Kate Bush, who apparently is a music- musician. I thought Kate Bush was an actress. No, I think she has that song, Running Up That Hill. You know if you heard it. Dionne Warwick and Carly Simon. Uh, Carly Simon, I could see, but I don't know. Have we talked about how the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has loosened their restrictions, so to speak? Yeah, we've talked about it. It's the worst Hall of Fame, I'd say, in history. As a museum, it's one of the coolest museums, but they let anyone in that... Maybe you had one hit song. Maybe you had no hit songs. Like, they just let anybody in. And, of course, just call it the Music Hall of Fame. Like, it's fine. You put LL Cool J and Jay-Z yeah. and whatnot in there, but they're not rock and roll. Like, I love them, but... I agree, but at the same time, like, who's to say the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland should be the Music Hall of Fame? That's Why where rock like and roll the, was deemed the rock and roll. Hall of Fame in... With Alan yeah, Freed. DJ... Yeah. yeah, there's a DJ in Cleveland who dubbed it rock and roll. Yeah, but it that's why it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but you said like it would be the music. Well, they hall have of fame. they have other ones. Like, like they have the Grammy Hall of they have the Grammys Museum in uh LA. But the Grand Ole Opry in fucking Nashville. I isn't is they have the Country uh, Hall yeah, of Fame. They're building there. a rap hall of fame in Brook uh, the Bronx as we speak. Uh, that's where it should be, to be honest. That's, that's I mean that's where it started. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know why they did that. That they just started letting everyone in. The cool thing about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, though, is the induction weekend where they just have bring up all these great bands like the George Harrison. We talked. We've talked about this before. But when George Harrison got inducted into the Hall of Fame, the rendition of "Why My Guitar Gently Weeps," where it's like Tom Petty, Prince, and like a bunch of other great musicians are all up there also prince does the thing where he throws his guitar and it just disappears watch the video also prince shreds no one expected prince to come out and he just stole the fucking show um as as prince tends to do but uh the rock and roll hall of fame induction ceremony is actually pretty dope because you have so many great musicians coming and collaborating and doing covers and playing all this other cool shit and it's everyone playing the hits so i will say like that's worth it Joe's been in the museum. I would love to go to the museum, but the induction process is a fucking joke. It's cool. I like Agreed. that they have somebody induct you in. Like they have like somebody who's close to you. Well, they do the same thing at the NFL. You know, like Tom Brady will probably come out with Bill Belichick when he gets inducted or Robert Kraft or something like that. God, I hope he doesn't. I hope he goes out with Bruce Arians and just pisses off all of Boston. Mike Evans. Honestly, it might be Gronk. <laughs> that makes sense. Or his dad. I don't know, but. I have to go back to your list real quick here, Andrew. Um, out of that list, I could see actively getting in if we followed the true rock and roll standard. 
I feel like Beck deserves it, even if you know he might not be totally well known. That like his ability to play every God-given instrument under the sun and do it well deserves it. Pat Benatar probably deserves to get in for all she's done, and Duran Duran would probably be the three that I'd flag as actual rock and roll proper inductees who deserve it. No offense to. To not rage. I don't know. I, I don't know. If, I feel like they would deserve it over or before rage rage could get in on like an on a weak year but i don't know rage rage against the machine is like one of is like a top five band from like the late 90s to mid like like 95 to 2005 you're probably putting rage against the machine Yeah, that's the one shoe in for me on this whole list yeah of rock yeah also judas priest should have been in like 10 15 years ago yeah priest deserves to be in there yeah that's a good one look mc5 and the new york dolls i don't see enough like the new york dolls i know the most because gene simmons used to be in the new york dolls really yeah look that up wow he used to wear a dress and high heels in the new york that's pretty cool he's already like six eight i mean i would love to see tribe and i mean eminem and tribe both deserve recognition for all they've done for music of course yeah but, but, the but for the rock and roll, roll they thing, started letting rap at, rap acts in. So exactly, if, if, if they do, Eminem samples a lot. Does. Tribe in. So does Tribe. To be totally honest yeah. with you, yeah. I guess it just depends if you're looking at it from what they've let in in the past or like what their name says they are. But they're not going to rebrand. I so. think you could put Tribe Called Quest in the Jazz Hall of Fame before you put them in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Would you agree, Joe? Well, they got the jazz. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah. I would say hip hop in its like truest sense is a grand kid of jazz like it's it's a derivation of jazz when you when you think about like let's say Eric B and Rakim I'm pretty positive when he rapped he was thinking about John Coltrane and how he played the saxophone and that would be like how he would like rhyme his like accents in his his verses that makes sense i could i could see that is I the Tiger in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Is that who is that? Journey, Journey. yeah, Journey's in the Hall of Fame. Is that Journey? That did I the Tiger? I think that was like a yes. one-hit wonder. You know that mo- you know that I the Tiger was made specifically for Rocky Four. Wait, yeah, three. It's not Journey. It is. It totally is. Is it Rocky Three? I thought it was Rocky Four. Oh no, it's Survivor. I'm sorry, it's Survivor. Yeah, Survivor. Journey. It does sound yeah. like Steve Perry. Yeah. I don't I think Survivor's think in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They should be for that fucking shit. But I do think they have the actual tiger eye in the Hall of Fame. They cut it off of the tiger. They cu- yeah. That tiger's got only got one eye now. My eye! Yeah, it's in like pickle brine in a jar in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Which tiger? Like a historic Tony. tiger? That that one from the Tony. Hangover movie. The one. Uh, <laughs> They're great. The one from Siegfried and Roy. Uh, speaking of tigers. Um, um, it's uh, apparently the year of the tiger. There is a tiger in the bathroom. Tiger Yeah, it is now. Uh, it's, uh, is that the segue, yes. Joe? <laughs> yeah, speaking of tigers. <laughs> gather around, boys and girls. I'm going to tell you a story here today. We're going to go back in time into the, the ancient Chinese ancestrals. Legend goes... Um, the Jade Emperor was having a party for his birthday. Uh, this is way back before there was, like, such a thing as time. The human construct, that is. Um, and there was no way to tell time, so the Emperor was like, fuck it, for my birthday, I'm gonna invent time. 
and I'll break time up into 12 months and every animal will get a month and I'll set up a bunch of animals and they'll race to my house for a party and the order that they get to my crib in is the order that I'll put them in in the months. So the ox, biggest, most brolic animal, gets a, a cat and a rat on his back and is like, yo, hop on, don't worry about it and get there first. And they were like, all right, bet. And um, tigers who can't swim. This is a swimming race, by the way, Andrew. Sorry you weren't uh, invited. but <laughs> I would have lost. It's fine. Uh, tigers You're are not Andrew. good swimmers. So obviously goes because he wants to get there first. The rat being the piece of shit that he is, uh, hops off of the back of the ox when he gets close and then claims first place. The cat gets caught and is disqualified and then the ox comes in second place. The emperor feeling bad for the tiger making it awards him third place because he can't swim and shit. But basically the significance of the tiger is perseverance and going to swim even though you don't know how to swim or you're bad at swimming. And that's it. I'm not telling you the rest because it'll take too long. (laughs) Interesting. But that's basically the history behind the 12 zodiac animals and like the order that they're so in. when did the zodiac killer start using the zodiac sign? they fucking nailed that guy right recently no, I don't think they even did. though he's dead right i thought they exposed his ass wait isn't that ted cruz <laughs> he was very pers persevered dude I'm trying to think of that word perspiration joe <laughs> yeah he was, he was a sweaty motherfucker <laughs> um <laughs> Persi- Persistent. 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 <laughs> yeah. Podcast words. where we talk words. <laughs> For words. <laughs> Today's word is presented to you by the Brickhouse Podcast. Persistent. It's an adverb. It's a good word. Keep trying until you figure it out. It's definitely not an adverb. <laughs> I know. <it's>, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just making sure. Wait. So do you know how to swim, Casey? Uh, D- yeah. Does your dad know how to swim? Oh, that's uh, yeah. good. Okay. The reason I ask it because you Why? said your dad was you born we on the year of the tiger. He is. My dad is the tiger. I see the tiger king. Uh, maybe. It's uh the word tiger is incorporated in his email address, so he might be the tiger king, and he's not in jail. That's good. I see this. Shout out Joe Exotic. He's the tiger king of Staten Island. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Love that. That's a good. That's a good nickname for him, Tiger King of Staten Island. I'm gonna tell him yeah. that. I'll, I'll give that one for free. The next one's gonna cost you. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to eat dumplings for money bags and uh, noodles for long life. What kind of dumplings? What's what's Hot in the inside years. of a dumpling? I eat pork dumplings. I like shrimp dumplings too. Chicken dumplings. We're doing a little sauce action on those dumplings. How do we feel about just just straight up dumplings? Yeah. Uh, you could put sauce, hot sauce. I make a nice like soy sauce. Put some Mike's hot honey in there. Uh, ginger, scallion, uh, red pepper. Wow, this could be. I want to do a brick house cooking class where Casey just walks us through his. I can make dumplings too. I make homemade homemade dumplings. Casey, you want to cook for us? Stuffing. Soup, yeah, maybe. soup dumplings. No, I wish I could make soup dumplings from scratch. I would have them all the time. They're a pain in the ass. You need to make like gelatin first, 
refrigerate it, cut it into little pieces, roll it up. Catch us next episode where Andrew tattoos Casey's dumplings on his ass. <laughs> that that one maybe. Yeah, I would I would that one that one would be okay with. I'll hand draw it myself. <laughs> yeah, you can draw it and then we'll with get the soy tattoo. sauce. Yeah. yeah, it's all about the pleats. <laughs> Speaking of uh, years, years in time, uh, we stumbled upon this interesting article from 1922. Tom, you were going through the archives at the local library, correct? Yeah. I spent all night and all day going through the stacks and then came across this one here. And uh, it was definitely not shared with me in the group chat. I was <laughs> at the library. I'll read a quick excerpt here, if that's all right, of what um, this novelist predicted 2022 would look like. The people of the year 2022 will probably never see a wire outlined against the sky. It is practically certain that wireless telegraphy and wireless telephones will have crushed the cable system long before the century is done. Possibly, too, power may travel through the air, which, when means, are found to prevent enormous voltages being suddenly discharged in the wrong place. Very important. Coal will not be exhausted, but our reserves will be seriously depleted, and so will those of oil. One of the world's dangers a century hence will be a shortage of fuel, but it's likely by that time a great deal of power will be obtained from the tides, from the sun, probably from radium and other sorms of radial energy, while it may also be that atomic energy will be harnessed if its matter is kept true. So, this novelist, W.L. George, yeah, he's pretty spot atomic on. Energy, he pretty much nailed Almost you know that All of it. Tesla predicted that we would have computers, yeah. ba- like handheld computers, and basically predicted cell phones the way that they are now. Which, I mean, Tesla died in like the 40s, but it is it is truly wild that this guy. I mean, we still have power lines, but they're not going underground a lot. Yeah, they're underground, but also, I mean, you could say the wireless discharge is like kind of like you know you have wireless chargers now for cell phones. You're still in contact, but it's still something that's there. Honestly, very interesting. It looks like he took a lot of things that had been, you know, new technologies at the time and just took them several steps yeah, further FaceTime. and was accurate on quite a bit. It's really interesting yeah. that a hundred years ago, they knew kind of the direction things were going with like fuel and natural gases and whatnot and like ways to prevent it. And I guess people in charge with money said, nah, fuck that. We're going to keep making money. And we're in the position we are now you know and the same thing is still happening yeah and they could fix it but no great they're not gonna fix it same shit different century what do you guys think the world will look like or not look like in a hundred years i hope the world exists in a hundred years exactly yeah that's the easy one if we're all still here well we're not gonna be Uh, i'm sorry probably not you you never know that but people modern Uh, technology yeah maybe i'm pretty sure we'll all die We'd be uh, modern 130. <laughs> Maybe in the metaverse we'll be alive. Like our con- cognitive conscious will be present. Science. It's possible. Don't Maybe upload we'll me into the metaverse. Honestly, I feel like neural that Neuralink shit will be like standard issue for human beings by then. I hope that we have, I don't know about flying cars, but like... I just hope we have more clean energy, and I hope that we have some level of, like, I don't know. We were promised jetpacks. People still can't figure out, like, driving cars. I know. So. I know. In 100 years, we'll have we'll have Mars colonized. Not like you're not going there on vacation, but, like, there will be people. But see, like, jetpacks exist. Like, flying cars exist. It's not like they don't. They're not mainstream, so to speak. 
but like it's not like we don't have them. I mean, I could see driverless cars becoming way more commonplace in a hundred years yeah, than today. You have more people more feasible, yeah. in cars that aren't driving than people that are probably manually less. driving. That we'll probably live to see. And if you get the driverless cars on the ground and they already have the technology for the air, like you could have the driverless air cars, you could have the driverless airplanes, like there's no st- nah. There's no stopping it. <laughs> comes down I think it'll to be fuel. You know, it comes down to fuel wild, though. Yeah, what what they talked about? Yeah, 1922 though. It's like fuel. If it's all 1922, we hadn't detonated an atomic bomb and like if we hadn't done that, would you guys think that we're probably less dependent on like oil and coal and maybe we're doing a little bit more like nuclear energy in this country because I feel like there's just a general fear from the Three Mile Island incident and all Chernobyl yeah Chernobyl I'm gonna be honest with you I feel like we would have just found a reason to set off an atomic bomb anyway do we win the war if we don't set off the bomb World War 2 does that change the outcome of World War 2 at all World War 2 classes that I took in college well the rhetoric that I was always told was we probably would have won the war but the Japanese were not going to surrender so it would have been a long a very long very bloody campaign so they the at the estimate was that they by using a nuclear bomb they might have saved lives in the long run which is it's still it's an absurd amount of human lives and the also they did that shit yeah, twice they did it twice and also keep into account the amount of cancer and like long lasting diseases the people around that survived got. That's what I was from that was my next bomb. point. And it wasn't it it was a long term effect. Also yeah. on like the environment of those two cities, like they fucked that shit up bad. Like there was still acid rain plenty of years after. So I don't know. I, I haven't taken a World War Two class in, in a long time, but yes, that's No. Next episode, Brick House Roundtable on World War Two. Tell your dads cause and effect we go on a field trip to Chernobyl <laughs> everybody knows that once your dad hits a certain era a certain age all they do is collect books at World War II and watch every single documentary on World War II that they possibly can like I don't know what age it is I don't like I feel like there's a secret club where it's like you hit like 68 and like 12 days and another guy co- show, shows up to your house picks you up and inducts you into the secret dad World War II club and uh, you just get really into World War II <laughs> Alright guys, I think we should check out uh, what the world will look like in 100 years from now, see if our projections are true. Let's boogie on over to the blue time machine You've got a big daddy up there and you want to come What's that? Jesus land? The United States of Kardashian? Gogurts are back! Wait, is is there impossible meat in here? Casey! You're still in diapers! What a ride! I love going Damn. to the time machine. That's one of my favorite things to do. It's really great. Did they have to make it look like like Willy Wonka's glass elevator? I think I came back with six toes. On which foot? Buttons. Or total? Both. <laughs> Neither foot. All right, fellas. Uh, we're wrapping things up today. We're going to do, you know, Valentine's Day around the corner here. 
Don't forget to get your uh, significant other something if they celebrate, even though this made-up holiday by the by the greeting card company. If you're listening, you should have already yeah. ordered flowers. Did you just that. buy them the day of? Yeah. If you know a spot, you can. It's all about knowing a guy. Uh, but we're going to do spot. a draft of love songs. I'm ready. And we're going to do six rounds. All right, so I'm batting leadoff? Yep. You're batting leadoff, Joe. Right, so I took a different approach to this. Um, you guys, I assume, are doing all love songs, but not everybody's in love. <laughs> That's the category. Not everybody has a, a lovey-dovey Valentine's Day. So this is for all... What's that song? Uh, Sergeant Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band. No, no, no. This is for all... Uh, to the douchebags, to the love assholes. Da, 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 da. It's the Kanye song, you know? <laughs> Runaway. Yeah. Runaway, yeah. By Kanye West. Yeah, anyway. That's not my pick. Do you want Kim Kardashian but, uh, to run back back to you like he did? He does? Nah, nah. nah. Run away as fast as you can. He did Actually, that. Actually, that'd be, that'd be a pretty good number six. It's not a love song. It's a breakup song, isn't it? I don't All right, know. Joe, go Maybe. first. Go ahead. All right, anyway. Number six. Uh, we got Closer by Nine Inch Nails. I want to fuck you like an animal. <laughs> Hey, this is draft, Mark. Oh, sorry. Yeah, what are you doing? Number one, (laughs) closer by Nine Inch Nails. You got the number one overall pick. Yeah, there you go. What a fucking. What a terrible first overall pick. First one of one love songs going with a fucking Nine Inch Nails song. Like, are you? What the fuck is wrong with you? Casey, go ahead. I got a black heart. What was the song? I don't even know what he picked. Is that your first pick? It's closer. closer from 1994. Closer by Downward Nine Inch Spiral. Nails. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thrown off now. Um, I've long said this was the greatest love song of all time, and Joe's giving me shit for it, but I don't really care because it's true. Sampled the song It's Only Love Doing Its Thing by Barry White, featuring the late and great Nate Dogg, 21 Questions by Curtis 50 Cent. Jack. Oh, that's a great song. Oh, oh that fuck. Song. That's so good. That's my shit. Tom, you're up. Number three. All right. I'm just going number th- third overall pick. God Great only song. knows Great the Beach song. Boys. Nice. Um, the Beach oh, man. Boys. There's so many to do. This is a really tough one because, like, one third of all song- music songs ever are, like, love songs. So, uh, my list is long. But I'm going to do with uh, Ain't No Mountain Higher by uh, uh, Marvin Gaye and. Uh, Ain't no mountain high enough. What's what's who's who else is on that show? Is it Tammy, Tammy Terrell? Thank you. Yeah, we're gonna do that one. Uh, and I'm you know what? I'm gonna stay in Motown. We'll do My Girl by The Temptations. Oh, nice back to back. All right, I'm gonna follow that up with The Beatles. Something. Oh. I know Casey is big on The Beatles, and I was like, I'll, I gotta get this out. I'll see your I'll it. see your Beatles song, and I'll go with the uh, the less deep. But uh, I think still very catchy and pretty funny and very meaningful when I'm 64 by the Beatles. Mm. Real love right there. That is real love. That is a great song. That is a great song. Joe? Ah, uh, yes, I got two picks. All right. Uh, what is love? Baby, don't hurt oh, me. Song. Don't Hang hurt away. me. No more. Goat song. All right, next one. Uh, what's love got to do with it? Got to do with it. Ja Rule? No, it's uh, isn't that Tina Turner? Good song though. I'm gonna have to go with my girl. 
Always Be My Baby by Mariah Carey. A classic throwback 90s joint. Had to shout her out. For a second, I thought you were saying my no, girl. No, like no, that no, was no, drafted. No. Your girl was my <laughs> home girl. No, no, Mariah Carey is my get, girl. Uh, right. Get Liam Neeson on the girl. case. So I'm up. Yeah, seriously. I'm going to go with the Drifters. This magic Tom, moment. I think you and I found the same list because uh, there's several, <laughs> several songs that were that we are sharing on our list. But I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go uh, shout out pregnant Riri. Uh, the the pregnancy pictures came out this week, but um, I'm going to go love on the brain by Rihanna. Absolute fucking heater mm. off of a great album. Um, and then oh god, this is so difficult. Um, Start of I the am. fourth round. You know what? I'm gonna take one that Casey should have had on his list already, frankly, and uh, I'm gonna go at last by Etta James. Yeah, I left that one off. I was gonna let somebody else pick it. I already picked it for my first, uh, my best first uh, intro lyrics. Great song, Tom. Your fourth pick. All right, um, fourth pick. I'm gonna go with the late great Jeff Buckley. Uh, Lover, you should have come over. Ooh, okay, a deep cut. Jeff Buckley. Hallelujah. Hmm. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the King and Rock and Roll. This was my aunt and uncle's wedding song. I Can't Help Falling in Love with You by Elvis oh. Presley. Good version. Yeah. That's, 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 is, that, is that the original? I'm pretty sure his version is the original version. Yes. Joe. But I, I can't think be so. Sure. Joe, confirm I it. cannot be sure. <laughs> So number four and five. Yes, sir. All right, we got. Yep. Uh, blah, blah, blah. We got Diana Ross and the Supremes with "You Can't Hurry Love." Great song. Nice. Fantastic. And then what? My dad wanted to be the wedding song of his wedding, uh, but my mother refused, and they settled on Luther Vandross here now. Uh, he wanted "Love Song" by The Cure. Oh, that's good. That's really good. It's a great song. Yeah. Good song. All right, number five. This is by special request, actually. To Be Loved by Jackie Wilson, made famous by Eddie Murphy in Coming to America when he's screaming it, walking down the street after his date. <laughs> That's a good one to sing for karaoke. Um, I, I have to have a Bruce in every list, so I'm just going to say I'm on fire. Great song. Uh, by <laughs> Bruce. Great song. All right, we're, uh, I'm going to finish the fifth and start the sixth round. But I'm going to go Frankie Valley. Can't take my eyes off of you. Rest in peace, Heath good. Ledger. Oh, man, I yeah. overlooked him entirely. Also, That's a another good great pick. entourage moment when they're, like, dead broke and they have to go to the six, sweet 16-year-old's birthday party and all all he has to do is sing this song at the end of the party and then Drama ends up joining in him and Drama's wasted and throws up all over the, like, $30,000 cake. Great moment. Uh and I'm going to go Bound 2 by Kanye. I want to fuck you hard in the sink. Wow. <laughs> Falling in That's love. That's real love. <laughs> that is real love. You can't say shit about my Nine Inch Nails Oh, my God. <laughs> you, but you went, you <laughs> took that <laughs> first. <laughs> you, with your last pick, overall, you can take a reach. You <laughs> took a Nine Inch Nails song first overall. Like... You could have get any Marvin Gaye song ever, any Al Green song ever. You go with fucking Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> I mean business. I, 
I could have been a real asshole and taken Joe's sixth round yeah, pick in the seriously. sixth round of this draft, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna take Doctor Dog. Actually, um, I saw her for the first time. Wow. I'm looking at my list, and there's so many that I can take, but I'm gonna shout out my boy, Mac Miller, ROS off of Good AM. If you've never heard it, listen to it. That's it. That's not the album that's about Ariana Grande's vagina, though. No, so that's no, Divine that's, Feminine. Uh, the, the, the Divine Feminine, yeah. Hmm. That's all right. That's though. about her that's vagina? Album. Yes, the entire... The, Are you serious? The, Mac Miller wrote an entire album about Ariana Grande's I got news for you. Vagina. It's pretty good. Pretty good album. What, her vagina or the album? Bonk. I don't know. <laughs> Listen to the album. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Alright Joe we have the final pick right, in really this hard. draft It's between two for it's me yours. Uh, But I'm going with one of my all time favorite songs Bob Marley Waiting in Vain Ooh, Great song Great live song too <laughs> Yes One honorable mention Yeah hit me Reason Go to Believe it. by Tim Harden Anybody else got I, got, nice. I got some that didn't get mentioned That I wanted to whip through I had yeah, go for it. I got a few as well. Let's stay together. Redbone. Um Friday I'm in love by the cure. Um This Must Be the Place. Uh Your Song, which was very tough not to put on there by Elton John. Um Give Me One Reason by Tracy Chapman, which is the other very, very good Tracy Chapman song. If you haven't heard that one, uh you should get it on uh you should put that on your list. Let's get it on. And uh, also a 90s one that was kind of a one-hit wonder, but All For You by Sister Hazel. The acoustic version is very good. Highly recommend. It's the hard to say what it is I see in you. Words can't say it. I can't do it. It's all for you. I had a few honorable mentions. I feel like this draft was very difficult in the sense where I, I have like so many songs. Like, oh, this is a beautiful, amazing love song. And then my stupid brain, when it came to write these on like notes ahead of time, was like, I can't name a single song. So um, I also had Al Green, Let's Stay Together. One that I just thought of now, which I wish I had drafted, um, was I Went to the Store hmm. One Day by Father John Misty. A slow Show by The National, Home, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. There are so many classic songs that I am like completely blanking on, and I'll kick myself in 30 minutes when we sign off doing this podcast. But those were some of my honorable mentions. Uh, one of my honorable mentions is a funny story, which isn't a, a Valentine's Day song at all. It just reminds me of Joe because he didn't pick any Valentine's Day songs. This was one time on Valentine's Day in my dorm room. I was listening to Kim by Eminem, and somebody came in and was like, you're a sick fuck for listening to this today. <laughs> so <laughs> that's I always think of that song around Valentine's Day. It's like, ah, what a loving song. But um, Baby, I Love You by Aretha Franklin. Um L-O-V-E by Nat and Cole. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Unchained Melody, uh, The Righteous Brothers, and um, Stand By Me by Benny King. Oh, fuck. That's all such a good mentioned. one. Uh, yeah, we left all those out. No one said Hot for Teacher either. What the fuck? No one said Love in an Elevator by Aerosmith. <laughs> no one said Margaritaville, which is about his love for margaritas. I know I said 21 question, but I do love Magic Stick as well, <laughs> featuring Little Kim. That's a good one. It's an, a, a duet on par with uh, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Another modern one I just thought of, Earthquake by uh, Tyler the Creator. 
Or what's the song at the end that like the nine minute song off of Wilshire? Wilshire definitely could have been up there too. Damn. I'm feeling all the love right now. What's love got to do with it? Me too. What is love? All you need is love. Baby, don't hurt me. Love is for the way you look at me. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, If you want to complain about our, our playlist or give us something to talk about, you can hit that hotline like my dad did. We'll play his voicemail as we wrap up the pod. 917-740-6429. You can always get at us on Instagram and Twitter at BrickHousePod, at Andrew Pissarro, at Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da, at TSPO92, at Cheese Casey Dilla. Is this coming out before the Super Bowl? I believe so. Bengals are winning the Super Bowl. Book it. I concur. It here first. I second that emotion. Ooh. That's it. Well played, Joe. Okay, so... Take out a mortgage against your house. <laughs> Everybody. You guys have mortgages? Yeah, I mean. Tom, you know, you're 30. You, you should have like bank. four by now. I got shoebboxes. My goal is just to like eventually move into one, one larger bedroom <laughs> apartment. Put it all in the Bengals. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Go Bengals. We got ba- we got Olympics and Super Bowl. I'm you don't even have to the change Olympics. the channel. You Fuck just stay that. Fuck China. Oh, really? Diplomatic yeah. boy, diplomatic yeah. boycott. You heard it right here. Oh. The Brickhouse Boys, fuck China. <laughs> I'm I'm a little Chinese though. Yeah, but I like the Brickhouse Boys. Fuck oh. Casey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Bye bye. Bye. Hello, Brickhouse guys. Just listen to your latest podcast while walking, Bella. Shout out at the end, and uh, the fact that you want to help me, but, but I will, uh, Tom, I will add you to the group chat of that I started with Joe and Andrew. I, I can even add Casey if he so desires, but if I come up with an idea of something that I think would be interesting for you guys to comment on or talk about, I'm going to throw it your way. You can ignore me, but I'm going to throw it your way. So keep up the good work, guys. I totally enjoyed the show. Uh, talk to you later. Ah!